want to finish discussion of Hutra. I mean, you can never finish with Hutra because it's so much part of the fabric of, um, you know, of this uh, entire Basakta, the higher Tyrus of Hebrew. But I do want to, um, I wanted to expand a little bit more on the Rambam and the Ramban um, and Balaitosis, just a few other examples to so show that there is a certain measure of consistency. And in some cases, the questions, you know, that are a little curious um, as well. So I think the last, we're in the middle of discussing the Rambam and the Ramban and Tosis's view on the Gemara and Daf Yud. So I want to go back to that, um, you know, for a minute. Do I have the Gemara here, or I assumed everybody would have Gemaras? One second. It's on the way. What? It's on the way. Yeah, yeah, no, good. I, I'm just trying to see if I have it in the Marmacomos. Okay, so just to remind everybody anyway uh, where we were. So the Gemara on, uh, on Daf Yud, this is what we were in the middle of discussing last time, uh, records a debate between Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. I'm just going to read it again quickly. Um, so what happens, the, the issue between them is, what happens if there is a, um, a Yibum situation and there are multiple brothers and multiple co-wives? Okay? So the principle... And this is, by the way, the Rambam's uh, in Pirshim Mishnayis and the base of an Aleph in Masechta. Rambam begins by saying that there are, you know, like three or four major principles that I want to, um, you know, establish. So one is the Petur Erva, one is the Petur Tzara Serva. But one of the principles that the Rambam establishes right away, he says, don't make mistakes, um, don't get confused when it comes to Yibum. Um, and Chalitza, even if there are multiple brothers and there are multiple co-wives, that meaning there are candidates, you know, for the for the for the male role and candidates for the female role, right? All you need is one on each side, meaning you need one brother to do either Yibum the Chalitza to one of the co-wives, and then everybody else is Mutaris Lashok. That's you know that's you know clear, but the Rambam felt that it was important to get that out of the way as part of his, you know, first uh, three or four klalim on the Masechta. Anyway, so this Gemara, this discussion of Rabbi Yochanan Mishlakish revolves around this exact question, meaning uh, given that uh, one brother and one co-wife solve the problem, you know, what will happen if there is any kind of ongoing relationship between, you know, the parties the multiple parties, after the resolution of the Zika. In other words, after a chalitza or a yibum by one brother to one co-wife, what would happen if there was, you know, um, a relationship, a physical relationship between, let's say, either the brother who was miyabem or any of the other brothers, let's say, and any of the other co-wives. Or in the case of chalitza, let's say, um, you know, Ruvain was kolates, um, Sarah, right? So um, what would happen if after the Chalitza, Ruvain tried to have a marital relationship with Sarah? Or what would happen if Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda wanted to have a relationship with Sarah? Or if Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda wanted to have a relationship with Rivka, Rachel, uh, or Leah? Right? So these are all interesting questions. You weren't able to hunt one down. I 
they're filming, so as soon as they take a break, he's oh, no, no, it's fine. instructions. It's a, this is yours, right? Yeah, yours. I mean, he owes me a, a anyway. I used, I used to get Rob Bump support on a weekly basis, right? I owe you. So since for all those Rob Bump weeks, you know, I'll try to make the Gemara clear enough. No problem. Okay. Um, and if you want it back in the middle, you'll ask. Me. Okay. I, I, have good, I have a good friend here. Oh, oh sure. even better. Even Al Kabrusa. Anyways, so this is what the Gemara discusses. What happens if there's an effort to, and it was, we discussed it last week, but I want to finish up just to sum up and, and see the Rishonim in context very quickly before we move on. So the Gemara says as follows. Itmar, hacholitz evento. If Ruvain did chalitza with Sarah, I'm going to use those names, the Chazar Bekidsha, and then he decided, you know what? That was a mistake. Uh, I really should have married Sarah. Okay? Um, so what's, but he already did chalitza. She's already Petura Minazika, right? On the one hand. On the other hand, she used to be, you know, before all of this, she was Eshes Achiv you know, with full-blown kares. So he could have married her, he was collates her, and the question is, what is his relationship with her now going forward? It's a prohibited relationship, but let's say he moves ahead with it, what is the consequence? So the Gemara says, Amoresh who kares? If it's Ruvain and Sarah, and they initially did a chalitza, so a later relationship will not constitute a violation of kares, meaning it won't be a full eshes ach. I'm just going to say it that way for the moment. But, obviously, it's prohibited. Um, but the brothers, meaning if Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda want to have a relationship with Sarah, or with any of the other co-wives, chayabin uh, ala kares, then there, that would be a kares, meaning eshes ach. Even though eshes ach Right seems to have been, you know, uh, put on question, you know, when there was a zika, and then it seems to have been solved, at least vis-a-vis that one woman, right, with the chalitza. Nonetheless, Reish Lakish thinks that it's back. That you know, for for the people who were not participants in the resolution of the zika, there returns an isra eshazach. Okay, uh, alatzara. And if we're talking about not Sarah, but, you know, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah, the other uh, co-wives, so Bain who Baino Achim Chayavan al Kars, even Ruvain, if he wanted to pursue a relationship with one of those other co-wives after doing Chalitza with Sarah, would incur Kares, and certainly the other brothers as well. In other words, for Reish Lakish, there are plenty of, everybody is Chayav Kares, even after the tour, the you know the resolution of the zika, with one exception, and that is Ruvain and Sarah, the participants themselves, and it's not clear yet in the Gemara what what the issue is, but that's not, not a permitted relationship either. It's just not a kares relationship. On the other hand, Rabbi Yochanan says, Bein who Bein Ha'achin, whether we're talking about Ruvain or his brothers. Right, Einon Chayavim Lo Al Hachalutza Kares Velo Al Hatzara Kares. Any of the brothers have any he or any of the brothers have relationship with either the you know Sarah, you know the Chalutza, or any of her co-wives. You know none of them incur Kares. 
My time of the Reish Lakish. On my cross, Sher Lo Yivne, Kivin Shulabana Shulav Shuvla Yivne. So it seems that according to Reish Lakish, this Pasuk, it says, Asher Lo Yivne Beisachiv in Chalitza. So the Drasha is, Asher Lo Yivne, in a, you know, in a future way. Kivin Shulabana Shuv Lo Yivne. Meaning, this is his opportunity to build a life with, you know, uh, this Yibum candidate. And if that is ignored, because he does Chalitza, let's say we're talking about Ruvain and Sarah, if Ruvain and, you know, chooses to do Chalitza to Sarah, not Yibum, it's not just Asher Lo Bana, past tense, it's Asher Lo Yivne, future tense, meaning he is prohibited from returning and trying to um, have a marital relationship with Sarah. So this is where we see that according to Reish Lakish, the one exception where there's no kares, there is a lav of lo yivne. That's a simple pshat. Okay. Ihu dekoi belo yivne, but that's Ruvain, who did the chalitza. He's the one who violates lo yivne in a future relationship with Sarah, the chalitza. Aval echav, as for his bro- as far as his brothers are concerned, kidakaimi kaimi, they are, you know, back in the mode of Ashes Ach, and therefore any relationship they would have with either Sarah or Reuven and any of the brothers with any of the Saros would all be Karis. Kidakaimi Kaimi means, you know, they were in Ashes Ach. There was a possibility of a lekochalole isha of yibum, right? When that wasn't uh, pursued because a chalitza took place, then aside from these two parties, everybody else is back to kares. Even Ruvain, if he wants, he elects now to pursue a prohibited relationship with one of the tsaros, with one of the co-wives of Sara, that's also kidakaimi kaimi, that's eshazach. Okay, what about Rabbi Yochanan? So Rabbi Yochanan's argument is, So this is the argument of Rabbi Yochanan. It's hard to, you know, conceptually pin it down completely. Basic idea we understand. What he's saying is, listen, any of these brothers could have had a relationship, you know, a, a permitted relationship, with any of these sorrows, And therefore, even though the halacha is that only one brother, right, um, you know, is involved in either Yibam v'chalitza and only one, you know, wife, nonetheless, the fact that all of them were candidates and had any of them, you know, uh, been involved, even though there's a hierarchy, as we know, in terms of the brothers at least, there's a preference for the older brother, but that's a surya on, on Chavdalid, and then later on, but, and Lamites, but basically, since, you know, if, if the brother were to, the younger brother were to usurp, you know, the older brother's prerogative, it still would be a proper yibum, or a proper chalitza. Therefore, all of them are considered candidates on all the boys and all the co-wives, all the brothers and all the co-wives, and therefore, there's no kares anymore. That's basically what Rabbi Yochanan is saying. No more kares. Okay. Um, ah. Ella, 
know, so how, how does it work? Ihu shlichusa da'achim ka'avid, ihi shlichusa da'tzara ka'avda. So that's what the Gemara says. He, meaning Ruvain, acts on behalf of all the brothers. She, Sarah, represents all of the sisters. And therefore, you know, even though it looks like only one brother and one co-wife were involved in this process, right, by, you know, legally, all of them were involved, and therefore there's no longer any Eshazah. That is the Shaklavataria of the, um, of the Gemara. Okay. Um, then the Gemara tries to prove it back and forth, um, and so on. Okay, we're going to leave the Rayas for another time. Good. We Paskin like Rabbi Yochanan, and therefore the the Gemara doesn't spell out here, it does in the continuation, um, it seems to spell it out. You know, what is the violation according to Rabbi Yochanan? In other words, for Reish Lakish, there are two levels of violation. Right? For everybody but Ruvain and Sarah, it's Kares, it's Eshesach. And for Ruvain and, and Sarah, it's Lo Yivne. Right? Kivin Shalobana, Shuv, Lo Yivne. At least that's the text that we have in our Gemara. What is this, uh, you know, uh, Lo Yivne? That's not so clear. Uh, Tosis has a line in which they explain what they think it means. Um, yeah. Uh, one second. Ihu hudekoi bilo yivne. This is on, going on Reish Lakish, referring to Ruvain and Sarah. Tosa says, Ilo aviksiv lo yivne havamina tafiluhu ala chalutza bekares vahashta aiter lo yivne lenatka mekares lelav. Aval achim v'tzara kedekaimi kaimi v'lokoi lo yivne alai. So this is what Tosa says. We find this later on in the Lamids as well. Tosa has the same shita. Basically, if you pay close attention to what Tosa seems to be saying, it is that in theory everybody should have been chayiv kares after the chalitza, let's say, of Ruvain and Sarah, even Ruvain and Sarah. But the Torah's mechadesh that the two actors, the two active actors, right? Um, are only below Yivne. But what is Lo Yivne? According to Tosus, it's Menatek, Lenatka Mekares Lalav. So what it sounds like is that Tosus is saying that, you know, fundamentally, Eshes Ach applies even to Ruvain and to Sarah. Right? The only thing is that there's Xeris Akasuv that teaches you that since they resolved, they were the ones who actively resolved the Zika, so there's no Onesh of Kares. So there's an Isra of Eshesach on the Lav level that got moderated to the Lav level, but it is basically a moderation of Eshesach, <coughs> according to Reish Lach. Okay. If you look at the um, Ramban, so that's what we were talking about last time, but I, when I want to talk about the Rambam, if you look at the Ramban, this is a, a very important um, Deya. It's on Sefer Mitzos, one second. And it is <coughs> in the Hashmatos um, Yudalid. And we have it in our Marmakomos here on page three. Okay? 
So on page three it says Hasagos Haramban Lasefer Mitzvos the Rambam Shikchas Halav and Mitzvah Yudal. So even before we read it, you know two things. So of course the background is that the Ramban wrote a critique of Rambam Sefer Mitzvos, right? Um, in order to make Taryag, you know, uh, work, um, since the Rambam, you know, is accused by the Ramban of counting things that he shouldn't have. So he also has to be accused of, of omitting things that he should have counted, right? Because if he, otherwise, you're not going to get the number 613, right? The Ramah has 613. So if some of them don't, uh, don't belong, you know, then there have to be others to take their place. So the Ramban wrote Hasagos on some of the Rambam's decisions in both directions. So at the end of the uh, Mitzvah Saseh, in the end of Mitzvah Slo Saseh, in Sefer Mitzvahs, the Ramban has a list of the ones that the Rambam should have counted but didn't. So number 14 <clears throat> of omitted Lavin is Lo Yivna. But, so that's the background. The conceptual background is, let's remember that in Torah Sa'adam, we read this uh, before, previously, like the Ramah earlier, the Ramban in his... Uh, you know, um, pre- masterful presentation of Hilchos Avelos and, you know, and Bikracholim uh, and so on and so forth. The Ramban um, formulates that the mitzvah of Yibum oh, is, here we go, thank you, um, I appreciate it, that the mitzvah of Yibum is Chutra um, Natechuya, uh, meaning it has nothing to do with Ase, Docha, Losase. And that's the reason why. It's not just a heter for Bia Rishona. It's a heter across the, you know, once you say Lekacha Isha. And uh, that's why, you know, even though there's Kares, you know, it works. That would have been a problem if it was Midin Ase Dokalos Ase. Says Ramban, the second that there is uh, a brother, right, who, who is deceased and doesn't leave an heir, right, uh, the second that he dies, Right, the you know, Isra Eshasaka's Paka, the Mitzvah Yibum or the Zika, hearts in a witch, immediately dictates. So the Ramban isn't just an you know author of the position like the Ramah and I believe the Rambam before him um, that basically Yibum is Hutra. But he also thinks it's Hutra from an early stage, meaning the Misas Habal already um, creates a Hutra of of Eshasach. So if that's the case, you know, um, you know, we should now understand, you know, how this might affect Lo Yivne. So the, the Ramban assumes that we again we pass like Rabbi Yochanan, not like Rish Lakish, but according to Rabbi Yochanan, there's no Iser Eishasach, you know, um, for any of the, you know, brothers or Tsaros. That's where he disagrees with Rish Lakish. Uh, what, what is the Iser? So we'll see in a moment that the Rambam has a very radical shita. Mm-hmm. But if, if you continue reading in the Gemara, it seems like the Gemara assumes that according to Rabbi Yochanan, there's an Iserlav, you know, um, Doraisa, just not a Kares, but a Lav there is. So what is this Iserlav? The Pashtus, it's the same Lav as, as Reish Lakish identified. Namely, Lo Yivneh. Kibin Shilobana, Shuv Lo Yivneh. Right? Just that that applies... To all the brothers, including um, Ruvain, but also including the others, and to all the Tsaros. 
But what the Ramban wanted to add was that you should count this separately in the minion, in the minion of mitzvahs. Why? So he says, Abutzu Yadalit, Shinimna Hacholetz Livemto, Shalo Yavo Aleha, Velo Yisaena, Achreha Frada, Mimenu Bechalitza. This is line eight. So he says, uh, the, the mitzvah is, the lav is, that he should have an ongoing relationship with the woman he did chalitza to. He had the opportunity to do yibum, and he passed over that. He should not have a physical relationship with her, try to marry her, after the hafrada of the chalitza. And then he adds, the ein ha'inyan, this is the key words, she'yachsar oleha isra'e shasach, the idea here is not that, you know, once he did chalitza, there'll be eshasach. Kivin she'avr mehem bitzasayivum. Once the mitzvah of yibum is gone. She'im kein ye'mechuyev alea karas. Kechiyuv eshasach shalobamokom yibum. The eshasach that we know of is either karas or nothing. Meaning, unlike the balitosis, who have this notion, you know, that there's something called a moderated Isr Eshasach, Minatko Mikares Lelav, the Ramban thinks that there is no such thing. Either we have Eshasach, or we have something completely independent. But then he explains, Avatsiba Yisbarach, the Eshasach She'en Lavanim, Mitzvah Sibo, O Mitzvah Chalitza. The Ravon Shalom commanded that if you have a situation of a deceased brother without heirs, that at that point there is a mitzvah of Yibo Marchalitza, the Gazar Bahem, Gazar Minatora, Shem Yasu HaChalitza, Lo Yizdav Guod, and the and there's a separate independent, you know, lav, and that is if you end up doing Chalitza, right, Lo Yizdav Guod, that you don't uh, make you know the effort or you don't engage you know in any kind of future <coughs> intimacy. Vehu Mechayvi Alavin. Now the truth is, that is Reish Lakish's reading of Ruvain and Sarah. But Ramban is assuming, since the Gemara does seem to say that according to Rabbi Yochanan, there's Chayve Lavin, as opposed to Chayve Krisus. So the Ramban is assuming it's the same Lav, just that what Reish Lakish limits to, um, you know, to Sarah and to Reuven, Rabbi Yochanan expands to all the brothers and all the Tsaros. Okay. Ubepei Roshamru, Ubepei Rabban Gamliel, Nasan Gent V'chalatz, Einar Chachalitza Klum, Omer Avinu Mashmul, Ziv Div Rebbe Kiva, Damarin Kedushin Tosim V'chai Bilabin, Avuchachamim Omri, Eishach Chachalitza Klum. This is one of his rayas from the Gemara Daf Nun Omer Aleph and Nun Beis Omer Beis. It seems like the Gemara is assuming that this is in the category of Chayvei Lavin. That's why Rabbi Akiva, who we mentioned earlier in the year, we'll get to again. Rabbi Akiva has a very unique shita. Rabbi Akiva in Shas, Kedushin, and Yavamos, a few places, is of the opinion that Kedushin is not Tofes Bechayvei Lavin, and that a child born from an illicit chayvei relationship is a mamzer. We don't paskin that way. We paskin that only chayvei krisus, that's a, a more severe onesh, obviously, doesn't have tvisas kedushin and produces a mamzer. But what the Gemara is saying is, oh, if you held 
like Rabbi Akiva, that in then if you were Mekadesh, a Chalutza, even though the violation is only a Lav, which Ramban is assuming, Lo Yivne, Kivin Shilabona, Shuv Lo Yivne, then that would be a big problem. But we don't pass like Rabbi Akiva. So this is the Ramban's view. What, what's it based on? Well, number one, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's based on the assumption, you know, that either Eshesach applies or doesn't apply. There's no such thing as a milder Eshesach. But the bigger idea, what the Ramban is a hinting at, is that there's no uh, Eshesach, because there hasn't been Eshesach from the time that there was a mitzvah of Yibum. Because the mitzvah of Yibum is a hutra, not a dechuya. Rabbi Yochanan fundamentally disagrees with Reish Lakish. We, we haven't seen Eish in quite some time. So the Balitosis don't tell us exactly here you know, what they think about Rabbi Yochanan. They only speak about Reish Lakish. But, you know, and you could be Mechalek. You could say, oh, Reish Lakish, they're highly sensitive to Eish After all, they think that everybody but Ruvain and Sarah is Chayv Karis. So maybe even Ruvain and Sarah, you know, have a diluted Eish Minatko Lelav. But what would they say according to Rabbi Yochanan? Maybe they would agree with the Ramban that it's a new, a new Eser. doesn't sound that way from their view later on. And probably without, you know, being, um, you know, pressured to come to that conclusion, the assumption should be that what they think is true for Reish Lakish is true for Rabbi Yochanan as well. So the Pashtuses, the Balitoses hold that Yibum mostly is the Chuya. Therefore, for them, even within Rabbi Yochanan, the idea that you could have some sort of Eishas Ach is not, uh, you know, unreasonable. So even if we Paschal like Rabbi Yochanan and there's no Kares, the idea that it's, you know, Minatko, Mekares, Lalav, that it's a dilution, but it's still Eishas Ach, from their point of view, default, that's probably likely what it is. Whereas the Ramban, Lishitaso, who thinks Hutra, you know, may think that Reish Lakish thinks Dechuya, but, you know, for Rabbi Yochanan, who we Paskin like, it's probably Hutra. And if it's Hutra, then, you know, the, the Lav is an independent Lav, it's not a Nitko uh, Lekares. And for that reason, in Minyan Mitzvos, it deserves to be counted separately, because it's not just a subcategory or a satellite of, um, of the existing Isra Eshesach, which the Rambam, for example, already counts. Well, the Rambam, however, is a bit of a, a, a different, has a bit of a different take, which we're going to see in a second. Yeah. And I think the Rambam only talks about the whole Um, that's a good question. Yeah, because the Gemara goes on. I just want to read the whole Gemara not because it take us too long, but we'll see in the Rambam. The Cholitz and the Chalutz, uh, probably, probably the Ramban is of the opinion that, you know, that we treat the um, after Yibam and after Chalitz the same way. Um, you know, the only reason, you know, I think that he's zeroing in on the Chalutz <laughs> is because then you also have the relationship between the cholates and the chalutza, yeah, which you don't really have when you have the yavam and the, and the yavam. And the brothers. What? I'm saying as opposed to the tzaros and the brothers. Like yeah, he's, he's, he's right, right. That would be, right. Yeah. But what we will see, that it's still a good question in terms of you know, why he zeroes it only on that. But if you look at the, uh, the rabbam, that, that's the next thing I want to look at. So the rabbam <clears> has a, a bit of a different take 
on some of these issues, and I think that's also the shita. So well, we'll what's the case of Nosa and Get for what, what does that mean? Which case? What would he give Khalif if he gave her a get? Uh, and the get after his Miyabimur? Oh, 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 yeah, you have to look at the case there. Um, I think it is either one as far as I remember. I have to look at it. I think it's Nosan Get, the Khalats, Enachar Khalitsa Klum. Me, I think what he's trying to say is that there's no um, Ishus. La'achar chalitza. And there's no isha sachar get unless it's maksu prasaso the heter. I mean, two different in, cases. Two different cases. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. one, one other question. Uh, at the beginning of the Ramban, he says, Lo yovo lev, lo yisoenu. Shouldn't yisoenu come before lo yovo lev? He means not outside of marriage and not with marriage. No. I mean, either way. Either just have a physical relationship with okay. her is prohibited. Or to try to, you know, uh, with, with Chupa B'Kidusha would be probably Okay, so let's look at the Rambam just for a minute. And then I want to go back to other toasts in the Rambam for a minute. So this is the Rambam. Konis Yavimto, Nesru Tsaroseha Alav. If a person is Miyabim, um, again, that's the continuation of the Gemara. The Gemara speaks about Yibum. Um, so the Rambam starts off, Konis Yavimto, Nesru tsaro seha alav. So again, Ruvain was miyabeim sara, right? Rivka, Rachel, and Leah, the other co-wives, are those tsar. They're nesru alav, and al shar ha'achin, right? You know, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah are also off limits to Shimon Levi and Yehuda. Okay, obviously. Sarah's off limits to them because she's Yevemta, she's, she's an Eshesish. So that you don't need to say. So, uh, but what happens if they're, you know, if they violate? Vimbahu, o echad me'achim al tsarasa. Right? So the Ramam says, hareza over ba'ase. Okay? This is controversial, controversial already. Meaning not a love, but post yibum. The violation will only be anase. Okay, um, Shanamar, and he has his own drasha. Yevamo yavo aleha, aleha lo aleha. I'm sorry, Yevamo yavo aleha, lo aleha v'altsarasa. Right, the the he can be miyabim her, but he can't be He can't try to be miyabim. You know, uh, uh, an additional co-wife, and if he does. You know, that is a violation of a lav. Why? Because Yavam Yavoleha, lav abom, Okay. So that's already not so simple. Then he says, this gets more now. Let's say he didn't do Yivam, he did Chalitza. Nesra ha-chalutza, he v'chaltzaraseha ala cholets, v'yal shar ha-achin. So if he did Chalitza, then everybody, meaning Reuven to Sarah and everybody else to Sarah, and Reuven and everybody else to the other Tsaros, not Sarah, but Tsaros, right? All of them are prohibited from having a relationship. What's, what's it going to be, though? The Kulan Asuro Saleyan Midivre Sofrim. Wow. The very controversial rap. Okay? 
kishnios, like shnios darayos. Okay. Shema'achar, shemeis achiv below vlad, nistalek iser erva mi'al kol noshav, lefikach tovsin bo'ena kiddushin kishnios. So there are several chidushim in this Ram. Number one, the Rambam says that in the case of Yibum, there's only an Asay. Okay, that is, uh, that's problem number one. If you look at the Magad Mishnah, I just produced a little bit. It's a massive discussion of this whole Rambam in Yosei Kalim. But look on line 21. You'll see uh, in the Magad Mishnah, the Rashi Pirish Base, Rashi also holds that way in the case of Mishum Zasiv Asher Lo but that's as far as the Yavam is concerned. So that's already a new a new Makar. I'm sorry. Okay. So um uh, there's a debate among Rishonim, Lakar uh, Yibum, you know, what is the level of his prohibition vis-a-vis the Tsaros, whether it's an Asay, Wachasay, Alav, etc. Okay, the Ramam's on the Nakel side, let's say, of that issue, as you can see. But even more so, in the case of Chalitza, there the Ramam seems to say, Midivrei Right? And that is a spectacular Kiddush. So look at line 34. Oh, I'm sorry, line 33. Um, the Magad Mishnah is playing back the Gemara. I'm sorry, look at line... Yeah, so he says, the Gemara says, He says, Right. According to the uh, Rambam, it would appear that there's not even a lav post Khalitsa, which is against the simple reading of the Gemara here and the Gemara about Rabbi Kiva later on. Vahi drasha dilo yivne. What about that drasha? Well, the truth is, it's mostly a drasha for Rishakish, but let's assume, what do you do with that drasha? He says, Asmachta bi almahi, the pashta de mahi. Okay. The ain Isra Bechalitza, this is the Magid Mishnah's reading, Elam Bedivraya. My view is that, you know, um, I don't think the Ramah necessarily means Bedivraya here, but he does mean Divrei Sofrin, which is, you know, maybe um, a lower level Daraisa, if not a higher level Drabanan. The, the details don't matter to me as much as the direction, as I'll explain in a moment. And then if you look three lines down, line three, the last few words, this part of the shock of Tari the Gemara. Rabbi Yochan himself says that in his opinion, there's a Chaybe Lav in here. How can the Rambam say that it's just Divrei Sofrim? Um, and he Kishniyos Darayos. Although the Ram has a very high opinion of Shneos Darayos, and it could be that what he's saying is that this is a lower level Daraisa. But either way, uh, the questions persist. Uperik Rabbi that's what the Ramban was quoting, Daphne Gimel, Omer Vishlom, Lerab Yochanan, Damar Kula Besa, Balav, 
right? Koi, Mishum Hokit Surklash Midam, Dain Kedushin Tosin, Bechavi Lavin, Ukrabi Akiva, Domain Kedushin Tosin, Bechavi Lavin. He named the Khan Bevuar, the Rabbi Yochanan, Kaima Balav. Vahida Perkacholates, the Krovos Kalutza, the Valikrosevahim, the Rabbanan, and so on. We saw him, she goes from the Erev, the Rabbanan. And then he quotes from Matsasi Ramban, Shakasa Besefer Asagos. The mitzvah yuchedes, the menorah, the mitzvah sosa. I say, he goes to our rabbeinu, the malok kaspa, the mekomoka vani kedushin tovse bechavi Meaning, the Ramban was asking on the Ramban why he didn't count it, and the nosei kelim are saying, forget about why he didn't count it. You know, separately. You know, how come he doesn't seem to, uh, you know, to believe in it? He thinks the thing that's only drabanan. So even if we don't think it's drabanan, the takeaway is that the Rambam's post yibum. Is, is as cow as it could be, it's only a mitzvah saseh. The Rambam's post-chalitza is even more cow than that, right? It's, uh, it's divrei sofer. It's like shnios barayos, and it's problematic, and it seems to be against some gemaras as well. There's a third question that some achronim raise, not the Magid Mishnah, but later achronim, and that is, how come the Rambam omitted the Gemara's explanation of Rabbi Yochanan, which is that, you know, he ihu shlichusa, you know, da'achin, the ihi shlichusa, you know, de tzaros ka'avda. Right? The Ram doesn't have that. So you might say, well, the Ram doesn't have to quote every line of a Gemara. That's true. Uh, but to me, what's, what's, uh, what makes this significant, you can call this a third point or a fourth point, a reinforcement of number three or, or four, it doesn't make a difference, is that the Ramam does find it necessary to give an explanation for why there is no kares in this case. But instead of explaining like the Gemara says, which is, well, it might look like only one person, you know, enacted upon another person, which leaves all the other brothers and all the other tzaros, you know, vulnerable to to Ach. The Gemara's explanation is, but, you know, he's a representative and she's a representative, so everybody did something, right? The Ram doesn't say that. What he does say is a, a beautiful, you know, and important formulation of Hutra. Right? Let's go back to the Ramam for just a second. Aloha Yudbeis. Where the Ramam says, um, let's see this last line to explain. Shema'achar. Shemes Achiv below Vlad. Once the brother dies without leaving a child, this is line twenty-one on page three. Nistalek Iser Erva Mial Kol Right, Eshes Ach went away. The religious language of the Ramban in another play in, in uh, Ramban says Parach Mimenu. You know it. Uh, you know it's gone. You know. And memala from Adalaf and Yivamos, language they use it. Lepikach tovsim ben kedushin kishniyos. So this is a very strong formulation of Hutra. Last week, um, I tried to show that the Rambam in Pirsha Mishnayis and Bechoros and in Achuva, in both places, seems to think that Abba Shaul, who says that you have to have perfect lishma in Yibam, otherwise you're encountering Erva and Mamzer, right? So the Rambam understood that according to Abba Shol, right, Yibum is Dechuya. And therefore, you know, one one mistake, and you're, you know, the Iser, Eshesach, 
you know, Rachiv or Revia Alei. Right? But the Rambam himself says, in both places, but we don't pass it like Abishol. Not just we don't pass it like him on the detail that you need perfect Lishma. We don't pass it like Abishol, says the Rambam, because we hold Hutra. We hold that the second that the brother dies and doesn't leave an heir, there's no Eshazach. The mitzvah of Yibum or the, or the Zika, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, is already Mesalek. The language that the Rambam uses in Mishnah Torah here in connection with this uh, Rabbi Yochanan is almost identical to the language that he uses when he talks about Abishol. I'll read it again just very quickly. But, um, here, one second. Um, where was that line? Yeah. That's that's the language of Pirshim Shnayis and Bechoros, and the language of the Tshuva is That now look at the language here. Me'achar, sorry. Um, the same language. Meaning, what the Rambam doesn't say is that everybody is a shuta, everybody is a shliach for everybody else. What he says instead is the idea of hutra. The shlichos is not real shlichos, there's no... It's not real right? Right. I mean, it's, it's... So what do you want to say? No, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to even understand what Rabbi Yochanan means by it. Yeah, true. Oh, so what I think, other people have made this Aura, but I don't know if they make both Aura's. Um, so the, 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 you know, again, the whole Rabbi Yochanan is a little bit strange. What do we mean by Shlichus? Yeah. So I think that there are two ways to explain Ram. One way is to explain that's what the Ram, the Ram thinks. That's what Rabbi Yochanan is trying to say. Not that there's real shlichos, but that you don't need shlichos because wh- why would you need shlichos? You'd only need shlichos, real shlichos, you know, and even then it's dubious whether this would be, you know, this would constitute real shlichos, you know, if like, you know, again, you have this isa derachi valet of, you know, eshasach. So saying, okay, uh, you know, Reuben and Sarah, they, you know, you know, they're not in violation of Eshesach, but, but everybody else, you know, didn't do anything. They were Eshesach. There's no longer a mitzvah. Like Rosh Lakish, you should revert to, to Eshesach. Right. So the Ramam understood that Rabbi Yochanan was saying, you know, not really, if we really needed to banish Eshesach in a very specific way, then in Achanami, you know, that would be a problem. And that would only be that would then we'd agree with Reish Lakish. That would single out Ruvain and Sarah, but everybody else didn't do anything. Should really be subject to the Isra of Eshesach. But really, what's happening is that Eshesach has been banished, you know, long, you know, from the moment that that the brother died without children, and there was a chi of Yibum. And the way to accomplish Yibum is that one of the brothers has to be Miyabim or Cholitz, one of the Tsaros. So in that sense, that you don't need shlichos. What we mean is, as long as the zika was was 
properly handled, there's no there's nothing else that you require. So the Rambam in explaining what the Gemara means by the one brother, it doesn't mean it's a, it's not a shlucho shalom kemoso. It's, it's, you know, it's basically, you know, Eishas Ach is gone. You have to resolve the Zika. The Zika has been resolved. That's one possibility. The other possibility, something that, you know, um, we can think about, is that the Gemara in, in, in Ksuvah, Sandaf Samach Dalid, uh, when it talks about Abishol, seems to say that Rabbi Yochanan holds like Abishol. This is something the Achronim make, you know, the Ha'ara. They ask, there's a question, but for the Rambam, it might be an answer. Meaning, if Rabbi Yochanan holds like Abishol, but the Rambam doesn't hold like Abishol, oh. so then maybe the Pshat, according to the Rambam, is as follows. And that is, we'll gloss over, you know, Simcha's point, and, you know, take it in the other direction. And that is, why does the Gemara need shlichos? Or, or some semblance of shlichos? Again, same as I said before. Only if you feel that there's an Isa de Rachivale, meaning you know, there's Eshasach, and if you don't uh, do Yibom, if you're not Doche the Eshasach, you know, then, then you should be Chayiv Kares. So Rabbi Yochanan, even though he disagrees with Reish Lakish in this particular halacha, but he holds like Abashol, which according to the Rambam means he holds Dechuya. So he's really got to explain, if it's Dechuya, how do the actions of Ruvain and Sarah, how do they Dechuyaize, you know, for Shimon Levi, you know, and Yehuda, and for Rivka, you know, Rachel, and Leah? Says Rabbi Yochanan, the answer is, because whatever Ruvain and Sarah do, they're doing on behalf of everyone. So it's as if everybody did the Maisa Yibum or the Maisa Chalitza. But the Rambam rejects Abashol. So the Rambam says, you don't need that explanation. The whole question doesn't get off the ground. There's no Eshasach because that's long gone. The only thing that there can be is some other, more extraneous Iser. And in that light, is it a coincidence that the Rambam thinks, you know, the most makel you know, Isurim apply here relative to any other Rishon? Namely, it's only an Asay in the case of Yibum. And it's, whatever that means, you know, Midivrei Sofrim, Kishnios Barayos in the case of Chalitza. So that might be the idea behind the Rambam. Okay. Having said that, let's move on. So I wanted to give another, just a couple of um, uh, cases where you find, you know, there are a whole bunch, but maybe echoes of this discussion with Tosis and the Ramban, in some cases the Rambam. So the Gemara here has a very interesting um, analysis of, uh, um, you know, Mi'uberes um, in the beginning of the uh, fourth parak. So this is on Lamed Hay, Omid Bates. The Gemara says as follows. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. Why couldn't the Rambam be thinking to explain why the Isser Ase comes into play in the first place. Like, Say that seems, one more time. It seems difficult to understand where, how, the mechanism for the Isser Ase for the Rambam. The Ase or right. the... For the Ase, why are all the brothers now all of a sudden, uh, you know, Aser to the Chalutza? In the case of 
post yibum or post chalitza? Either way. Well, post chalitza, the Ram thinks it's. Where's the tarps? Right, but the Ram thinks the only thing that we know in the Rambam is that post yibum, it sounds like everybody is inclu- including the. I'm assuming everybody else as well violates an assay. And that post chalitza, everybody um, is is in violation of this divrei uh, sofrin, which is shnios karayos, kishnios barayos. Right, but before they did a chalitza or even they were not. No, that's totally zika. You're talking about yavam now. Right. No, shomeres yavam is a separate violation. The Ram's not talking about that. We're talking about post. Um, res- result, post-resolution of the Zika, that's all, that's what broken in Mishlakish, that's the Raman Parakal of Halakhi Abbas. Before, uh, the, there's a separate, you know, Lotia, Esha Samesh, Hamesh, Achutza, Leish Zar, that is the violation if she, any of the, any of the wives, before the resolution of the Zika, has a relationship with someone else. If they have a relationship with one of the Candidates for Yibum, that's Yibum. Right, right, but if she has... In, in a relationship with a third party. No, in one of the candidates for Yibum. Yeah. Right, if she were to have a relationship with that's him Yibum. at that time, it would be Yibum. Right. right. But now she's having it with someone else. So now... What do you mean someone else? Another brother. There's Ruven and Shimon and... But after, after the Yibum? No, no, no. There are two possibilities, right? But either one is, so, is a Yibum. Right, so but why when Ruvain does it, does now does now she have a new Isser with Shimon? Ruvain did ye, I'm, not, I'm not clear. Ruvain did Yibum with Sarah. Did Yibum with Sarah. Okay. Right? So basically he resolved if Ruvain did Yibum with Sarah, then Sarah is Ishto Lakaladvar. Right. She's an Ashes Ish. If he hadn't done Yibum with Sarah, right. then Shimon could have. Right. Yeah. Right? Okay. Now, after Ruben did do Yibum Masara. Now she's an Ashish. Right. But she's okay, Mrs. Ruvain. Right. She's Ruvaina. She's Mrs. Ruvain. But you have another Tsar, you have Rivka. Okay, so Rivka. Right? Okay, so. Shimon could have done Yibum with Rivka instead of Ruvain doing it with Sara. Correct. Right, but now, after Ruvain did Yibum with Sara, Shimon can't do Yibum with Rivka. That's the Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. So Reish Lakish says that is an Iser Eshesach. And Rabbi Yochanan says it's not an Iser Eshesach. According to the Rambam, if it's post the Yibum, you know, presumably it'll be an Asay of some sort. And if it's post Chalitza, it'll be Divri, you know, Divri Sofrim Kishniyos Barayos. Right. What I'm saying is perhaps the shlichus explains why... The shlichus in, Rabbi, in the Gemara comes, comes to explain why there's no Iser Eish Ah, okay. Meaning that it's Rabbi Yochanan's response to Reish Lakish. He's saying to Reish Lakish, listen, he starts off the way you started off. Shimon could just as easily have, have you know, been the actor with the Rivka as Ruvain was with Sarah. And therefore, there's no Iser Eshesach, but the Gemara adds in because Ruvain represents everybody. And Shimon, so it isn't just what might have been, in a way, it, it's on a legal representational level, it's what really is. Right. I'm just saying the Ramam drops that. Right. And instead he brings in Hutra. So I'm suggesting two Perushim. One is, because he doesn't think it's real Shlichus, 
It's his way of saying, you know, that, you know, what one person did solved with, you know, what the ones and one did solved the problem because there's no Eishasach anyway. It's just about the mitzvah of Yibam and the mitzvah of Yibam is circumscribed to one and one. Or, or let's take Rabbi Yochanan a little more literally, but the motivation of Rabbi Yochanan is that he holds like Abbasho, according to the Rambam, it would be that he holds like Abbasho, therefore he thinks everything is Dechuya, therefore the sword of, you know, Eishasach Damocles, you know, is like, you know, hanging over his head. And, he, and he, how does it explain this? Because one and one did it, but what about the others and the others? That should be, like, Rish Lakish should be right. The answer is no, because, you know, there's a representation here. And the Ramam says, forget, that's great if you're Dechuya, but we don't need that, because we hold against, against Abishal. Rabbi Yochanan is Lashitaso. Okay. Oh, so listen to, uh, what about Muberis? So this is an interesting, just going to run through this just a little bit quickly, but... Um, a very fascinating issue. Um, as you can imagine, like objectively, let's say the the Eisha Sameis turns out to be a Mu'uberes B'Shas Misa. Right? So when you think about it, obviously that's a complicating factor. <laughs> right? Um, you know, you, you could have said, you know, um, too bad, she, you know, she's, she's, there's no child. You know, and just because she's a Mu'uberes... You know, they're, um, you know, this is a Yibum situation. After all, we do find, uh, like, you know, the Gemara says in Erechen, that if a person is, you know, um, if a woman is, you know, supposed to get uh, capital punishment and she's pregnant, you know, so, you know, the child is not yet born, you know, and um, you go ahead with the, uh, you know, with the with the punishment. I mean, sometimes we say Uber Yerachimo, sometimes not. I mean, it's, that's uh, obviously very, you know, um, objective and endemic question and very pertinent in our society, right? Um, you know, when does life begin and what is the status of an ubar? You know, this is a very, uh, um, uh, you know, um, complicated question and in the halakha it's a complicated question as well. So you might have said, oh, she's an uberess and, you know, but she, she didn't give birth. So, you know, uh, no matter what happens, you know, there is... Um, you might have thought that is what I'm trying to say. Um, you know, there's a um, yeah, or you might have said the opposite. You know, you might have said that um, you know she's a muberes, and then even if she you know miscarries, the fact that she was a muberes at the moment of the misa sabal, you know, that is mafkia um, her from from yibum. And, you know, notwithstanding the miscarriage. Or you might have said, maybe it depends on whether or not there's some way to determine, you know, whether this miscarriage is, is a consequence of some later development, you know, or, you know, or it was a, a pregnancy that was, that was never viable. Right? There, are, there are a lot of things that you could have said, is what I'm trying to say. And, uh, you know, there's a very famous chuba, the Nodabi Yehuda. The Nodabi Yehuda wants to know, like, if you could tell when, like, what's called what he calls the klitas hazera, you know, is. So let's say she's, uh, you know, uberes, but, you know, when he died, there wasn't yet the klitas hazera. I mean, that's a pretty fine line. But let's say you could determine such a thing, you know. So it's, you know, at, at the time of the death, you know, she was, you know, she wasn't carrying, you know, his child. Although the zera, you know, issues from... Him. So these are very complicated questions, obviously. And I say very Nogea, 
you know, we just open our newspapers, and it's, you know, not not new. It's uh, you know, but the, this question of when life begins and and what uh, you know constitutes, you know, when when the ubar is simply part of the mother, when when the ubar is considered independent. Uh, or, or a potential, the, the general view of the halacha is that an ubar is a potential life, you know, not an actual life. And that's why, you know, when there's a rodef issue, uh, unlike, you know, the, the Catholic uh, uh, tradition, you know, we have a very clear view, you know, of, um, of priority. But I, I, I don't want to get too involved in that, but the point is that acholets leave them, though, the nimtzes uberes. So you can imagine when it comes to yibum, this is also going to be a, a bit of a complicated question, but not as, you know, some of the options that I just mentioned are, are not on the table. As it turns out, um, if the child is is viable, right, and born, so then um, there's definitely, um, you know, no yibum. That it comes under the rubric. You don't know yet, but it comes under the rubric of, um, you know, Eshesach, you know, Shigeshlo, um, you know, but on the other hand, it's also perfectly clear that if the um, if there's a nefila, and you know we're not mostly making distinctions, although one could have, but if there's a miscarriage, um, so then there there will be um, yibum, and even though that will only be you know nisgala um, lemafreya. Okay, so having said all of that, if it's true that if there's a child, there's no yibum even though there wasn't a, an actual child at the moment of the Misa, and if it's also true that a miscarriage you know, will bring you back to uh, Yibum, so the question is, what about what happens in between, in the interim? Let's say you did a Chalitza to a Muberes. Is that a Chalitza? Let's say you did Yibum to a Muberes. Is that Yibum? Okay, and they're not Kamino. So this is the argument, another of Yochanan Rishlach, this is what happens, so the Mishnah says, "Acholitz livemto benimtzeis uberes." Yeah, the Rishonim discuss why benimtzeis. But okay, so he does chalitza, and then it turns out that she was a uberes. So the Mishnah says, "Viyolda, if the child bizman shavlad shol kayama, if the child is a viable um, child, so then igloy milsa." This, is, this seems to be psak according to everybody, you know, that this is not a Yibum situation, even though there was no living child at the time of the Misa, it was only a, an, an Ubar. So, who mutar bikrovasav, he muteris bikrovab. No, it's the Chalitza that took place when she was a Uberis is null and void. I mean, there are, when you have a Chalitza, so midrabanan at least, we treat it like a Grusha, and that has consequences for relatives and for Kahuna. But if chalitza took place, you know, in a yibum context, you know, that turns out to have been a non-yibum context, right? So the chalitza is not, doesn't register. There's no chalitza. Therefore, hu mutar b'krovasav, hi muteres b'krovav, v'lo paslo kahuna. But if enavlad shel kayama, if the child is not viable, right? Then who, so then what happens? Igloi Milsa, that this was a Yibum situation. So the Mishnah seems to say that the Chalitza, this is where we get to the controversy, is a Chalitza from before. It seems to say that. Even though when the Chalitza took place, right, you know, the odds were 
that this was not going to be a Yibum situation. Therefore, you might have said there's no chalos, shame, chalitza. If igloi milsa, that it was a Yibum, chalitza situation, then the chalitza, that's what the Mishnah seems to say, registers at that point. And then the Mishnah continues, hakones esivemto, same problem, you know, let's say there was an actual uh, Yibum, meaning they had a physical relationship when she turned out Vinimsa Muberes, she was Muberes, they didn't know, or whatever, right? And again, Viyolda, so now it's a little trickier, because, right, if she was um, not, you know, Omedes Liyibum, because it turns out, Lamafreya, that she had, you know, the child was Shalkayama, so then he, you know, maybe accidentally was involved with his sister-in-law, with his wife, with his brother's wife, Shalom Yibum, and that's a chiyuv, kares, and achatos, and so on. So that's a konis ha-sivimto v'nimtas m'uberes v'yolda, bizman shavlad, shalkayama, so then yotzi, obviously that yibum doesn't turn into a marriage. It turns out that it was a tos, and it was a maisa erva, v'chayavin b'karban, and there'll be a chiyuv karban. Right, because by accident. But in Ain Avlad Shal Kayama, if the child, you know, is not viable, right, which means that Milsa, that there was a Yibum situation despite the promise of the of the Ibor, right? So then Yikayin. Okay, that's the Mishnah. And Safek Bentes, that's not not our problem at the moment. So the Gemara explains that this isn't so simple, that there's a raging argument between the Rilchon and Mishlakish around this Mishnah. And the argument is as follows. Itmar. Hacholetz lemuberes v'hipila. If you um, do chalitza, right, she was muberes, then she miscarried, which means that igloi milsa, that, the, that she needs chalitza. So she had a chalitza, right, and she needs a chalitza. Right, so Rabbi Yochanan Amar ain't tzricha chalitza mina achim, meaning no problem. Igloi milsa that the chalitza that was done when she was a muberes was chal, but Reish Lakish Amar tzricha chalitza mina achim. The chalitza b'shas muberes is not a proper chalitza, even if igloi milsa l'mafreya that she needs either yibum. Or chalitza. I mean, there is a zika, but the chalitza bishas ibur doesn't register, right? This Sorish Lakish says tricha chalitza min achim, and Rabbi Yochanan says ain't tricha chalitza min achim. Chalitzas. One second, where am I here? Yeah, chalitzas muberes shma chalitza. Ubias muberes shma bia. Rabbi Yochanan holds ain't tzricha chalitza in achin because chalitza, right? Even b'shas ibor and bia and and even b'shas ibor. As long as limafreya turns out that she is a yavama, is acceptable. And Rishlakish says no, you can't do that limafreya. Tzricha chalitza in achin because chalitza muberes lo shma chalitza bias muberes lo shma bia. The Gemara says, "B'may kamiflagi, iboy same akra, iboy same asfara, iboy same asfara." What's the logic? Rabbi Yochanan Savar, 
Rebbechan said like this, Im Yavo Eliyahu, like, you know, if we had a crystal ball and we could ask it, or Eliyahu Anavi, the Yomar, Daha Yabra, right? Um, you know, Daha um, Diabra Mapule Mipla, right? Milav Bas Chalitza Yibum, he is also not so Pashut, but, you know, if we knew while she was pregnant for sure that she was going to uh, miscarry, you know, so wouldn't we say that right now she's already a Bas Chalitza Yibum? Not so simple because, right, there's still a process just because you know the outcome of the process. Okay. Hashtanami, Tigali, Milsalamafre. So if Elio Novi, prospectively, you know, uh, would be effective, so then, uh, you know, Igloi Milsalamafre is not worse than Elio Novi. Okay. Breshlakashamar, Tigali, Milsalamafre, Elomri. The very fact, if you knew prospectively, you know, that, you know, is one thing. Since you don't, right? So, um, right? This is not the kind of information, you know, that works lamafreya, and therefore chalitza bishas ibor and yibum bishas ibor, right? Loshma chalitza v'yibum. Ibai say makra, Rabbi Yochanan savar uben einlo omer achmanav Interesting. Rabbi Yochanan says, listen. If, if it turns out that the child, you know, was not viable, so that comes under the rubric of Ben Enlo, you know, Valesle. Whereas Rish Lakish says, Ben Enlo, so we also say Ayin Olav. Usually Ayin Olav is interpreted in a less controversial manner to mean, even if there's no child, let's say there's a grandchild. Let's say there was a child and he died, but he left a, a grandchild. So Ayin Olav, it's any progeny, you know, that, uh, um, that is produced even, you know, a, a next generation, we say, ayin alav. But here we're saying, no, not, it, here it's ben einlo, ayin alav, meaning even if there's, you know, no child at the moment, but there is the potential for a child, there's something to hang your hopes on, if you will, then uh, then there's no yibum, or there's no chal- you could have said there's no yibum chalitza ever, frankly. But the Gemara's not saying that. They're saying only in terms of the interim Period. Okay. Then the Gemara says, Eisve, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shlokish, Vlad Shel Kayama, if the child is not viable, right? Which means what? Which means what? That there's a Yibum situation or a Kalitza situation. So we say in the Mishnah, who also Bekrovo Seha? Right? The he Asura Bekrovov, right? Upsula Minakuhuna. So the Rabbi Yochanan said, Bishlam al-Didi, da'amina chalitza muberes shema chalitza. My view, which is that chalitza muberes, you know, lemafreya is good. I mean, if it turns out that there, that she is a Yavama, even though she was a muberes at the time of the chalitza, that the chalitza is effective. So then we understand, bishlam hachi pasla, why she's p'sul kuhuna and why it, you know, creates a yisurei kurva, because it all happened, it all registers. But according to you, that this interim period, there's no shame chalitza, and you have to do another chalitza. So am I pasla mina kahuna? Why? Why is the why is there a psul kahuna from the first chalitza? It doesn't register. Says the Gemara. Okay. Ikadamri Who also 
is the other way. Reish Lakish is on the attack. My view, which is that Chalitza Smuberes, you know, doesn't register when she's when she's in a state of of pregnancy. That's why we only says Pasul Kuhuna because that's a Chumra. So that's a Chumra Drabanan. But it doesn't say Loktani Why didn't it say? You know, the chalitza that took place is good enough to be poter the zika, and you don't need anything more. Right? You should have said the kula, not the chumra. That would have shown that you're really serious about it, and that chalitza is mubarish, ma chalitza. So the Gemara says, You're right. But I did the tani ratio, a pasla, tani seifa pasla. Good. Um, then the Gemara says, Eisrab Yochanan Meishlakish. Ain't of Lad Shal Kayama, the other way. Let's say the child doesn't make it. If there is a Yibum, it says Yikayim, right? Which sounds like, you know, the, the, the act of Yibum that took place, you know, was effective, and she's his wife. So Bishlam al Didida Mina Khalitza Smuberishma Khalitza, Ubiya Smuberishma Bia, Mishumachik Tani Yikayim. You should say, oh, you have to do another Misa Yibum, because the Yibum that was done when she was pregnant, when she was in limbo, literally, doesn't, doesn't count. So the Gemara says, yeah, my Yikayim, Yachsar v'yivol v'yikayim. Right? Dilo sogi, belav hachi. Ikadam re'esvresh, lakush rab yochanan, edavad shokayom v'yikayim. Right, Bishloma Lididi Damina Khalitsu Baris Loshma Khalitsa Bias Mbaris Loshma Bia Hide the Tony Yakaim Yaksub Yivov Yakaim Dosogi Blavok. You have to do another Yibum. El Didach Ratsayotsi Ratsa Yakaim Iboile. And so on. So the Gemara goes back and forth. You get the idea. Oh. So here there's an interesting exchange between um, interesting exchange in the Rishon. So if you look here at the um, uh, at Tosos on the bottom, the middle. If see Tosos Tigali Milsa Lamafrei Alom Rina, I'm just going to stop after doing uh, discussing this Tosos and Ramban. Um, you see Tigali Milsa Lamafrei Alom Rina. So the, if you go to the middle of the Tosos, a little more than the middle, it says Vim Tomar. Very good question. According to Eshlakish, who says that what? That whatever happens while she's in a state of pregnancy doesn't count. That's limbo. Because it is true, right, that we, you know, work with Lemafreya to determine whether or not she's a Yavama who needs Yibam or Chalitza, you know, going forward. And if the child is viable, the answer is no. And if the child is not viable, the answer is yes. But whatever happened, the interim period, the chalitz and the yibum that take place don't register. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't accomplish chalitza and yibum, even if lemafreya you need them, right? So Tosa says, I don't get it. According to Reish Lakish, Hakones Yivemto Muberes. Let's say he does yibum, which he's Muberes, and then he pila. Right? And then she miscarries. 
which means that what? That Lamafreya, she is Omedes Liyibo. Right? But the fact is, according to Reish Lakish, the act of Yibum that was done does not qualify for the mitzvah of Yibum. So my patur minakarban. Even though she needs Yibum now, kivan debias muberes lo shmabia imkein eishasach shalobamakom mitzvahi. That should be a violation of eishasach. Because in the limbo period, there's no mitzvah of Yibum. Vaharaya, you have to do the Yibum over again or the chalitza over again. There's no impact of the yibum in the chalitza. She doesn't need a get right now, right? So if that's the case, then why isn't there eshazach? This is Tosa's question. So the question assumes that there's a, there's a status of eshazach in a limbo period, even though igloi milsa, right, that there is yibum. I mean, it's not... Igloim Bilsa, that it's Eishasachiv, you know, Bamokom Shi Eishlabanim, because she needs Yibum. Right now, she needs Chalitza or she needs Yibum. The only thing is, according to Reish Lakish, the Yibum or the Chalitza that took place doesn't uh, count. What does that have to do with Israel uh, Shasach? The answer is, that's Balitosis Mosalishitasam. They think it's not true that the second that there's a Zika and a Chi of Yibum, that it's hutra. They think that the mitzvah of Yibum is, is doche, the Iser. So for them, this is a terrific problem. And the answer, it doesn't really explain so much as much as draws upon a parallel precedent. These are like the two examples that when people want to you know, highlight what the problem of saying Dechuya is, the two most prominent examples they bring is Mu'uberes and Katan. So Tosa says, V'yomari, afilo hachi, lo mechaiv midi, dehava a Katan, shabal yivemto gedola. V'yomari, come on, detigad lenu. Tosa says, we have a parallel. If you have a Katan, so he can't fulfill the mitzvah of Yibum completely, because he's a Katan. However, if he's a Katan and she's a gedola, the Gemara says that they can continue to live together you know, and he'll complete the Yibum when he's, when he's old enough. Says Tosis, you see that in a, in, a no, in a no man's land, in a limbo state, where you're not fulfilling the mitzvah of Yibum, you know, but it's an, in, it's, there will be, you know, a, an opportunity for Yibum, right? So uh, we'll call it, uh, some people say, it's like a Maisa Yibum, you know, that isn't a mitzvah Yibum. So that's not an Yisraeshasach. That doesn't violate Yisraeshasach. That's Tosa's answer. However, if you look at the Ramban, did I bring it or not? Do I have it? I think I didn't. I think I just mentioned it. But I have it here, so I'll read the line. Line. Oh, here it is. <laughs> okay. The um, last week I couldn't find my phone. <laughs> <laughs> So the Ramban and Laman Hamid base gives a much simpler answer. As you can imagine, Lishitaso, the Ramban just says, there's no Isra Eshasach. As long as she dies and she doesn't have children, and he doesn't have children, there's no Eshasach. If there's a viable child, then Igloim Bil Freya, right, that it was never Hutra, 
This is what he asked. Im Tomar Lishlaki, same question. Tikshi Safe the Masni, Sindiktonia may not lodge Shal Kayama, Yakayin. Mashma Upturimina Karban. Right? Meaning, if there was a Yibum, according to Reish Lakish, in the interim, right, it, uh, uh, it would not trigger a Karban if, if the child ended up not uh, being a viable child. Same question. But listen to the answer. Instead of saying, uh, you know, we have a, the same idea in Katan, you know, it's a kind of an in between. Lav kushi the afabi she'ein shma bia lepatra drachmana amar ayin alav. Even though there's no mitzvah yibum and there's no tour of the zika at that point, mikol makom kiven shehipila, right? V'huska kalom isharishona. Since it turns out that there was always a zika, lo havalek eishas achshelo b'makom mitzvah. Listen to this. There's no such thing as a Yavama that has an Isra Eshas Ish at the moment of the Zika. The Zika dispels, like the Rambam says, the, the Isra Eshas Ach. That's not true for Tosas. There's always an Isra Eshas Ach. It's just Nidche al Yudei the Mitzvah of Yibo. Why does it say Eshas Ish? What? Why does it say Eshas Ish? Of course, the best thing would be to, to hang around. Wait, then he says, listen to this. The Yesh Toim, the Omrim, the Rab Shimon Lakish Vadai Chayev Bakarban. So he, he quotes a view that's even more extreme than Tosas that says that in the limbo period, if it doesn't count for Yibum or Chalitza, then there's a full Eishasach. Even if it'll end up that the child you know, is, is not viable and therefore they're, you know, Igloi Milsa, that there'll be a... But since that action was not the mitzvah of Yibum, it doesn't, you know, cover the Dechuya, that, that's the Eshtoin that he quotes, Yachim B'chayim Karba. So the Balitosis don't say that, but they're bothered by the question. The Rabban is basically saying, this isn't the question, because there's no Igloim Ilsum Afreya, there hasn't been, you know, it doesn't depend on doing the Maisa Bia perfect, the Maisa Yibum perfectly, it just means, as long as there's a Chi of Yibum, and a, chi, and a, 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 a status of Zika, then there, there's no issue. Why so, isn't she in the Corbin? Is she also over in Eshesach? Both of them. Yeah, two, two Corbin. Yeah, 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 both of them in um, Okay, so that is, uh, I think, a very interesting application. I want to mention next week, one more, I'm going to stop here, and that is the just interesting way that they both read a very strange Gemara. I don't know if we've read this Gemara yet this year, that I have also in the Gemara Mekomos here, on Nundalid Amun Beis. So briefly on Nundalad Amadeus, I'll leave it for next time. But the Gemara has a very brief Havamina where the Gemara says, you know what? Maybe the fact that there is Yibum uh, in a situation where, where you have a, a, a brother who died and he left no children, the fact that there is Yibum in that case maybe reflects that 
when there's no children and there's a divorce, you know, um, maybe also there's a heter, or, or at least not a full uh, karis. We, we don't pass them this way. But that was a havamid of the Gemara. So the Balitosis and Ramban both struggled to explain, like, why would anybody ever say such a thing? So I think, again, it, it just highlights that they're coming from two very different places in understanding you know, what the Yisod of Yibam is to begin with. Okay, and then we'll move on to some of the other issues of Tur Erba, Nida, and Eshesish, and, and uh, Sota, and Matsu and, you know, so many other cases.